Dematerialization by C. Mason From The Black Cat, November 1916 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman Dematerialization by C. Mason a fair young thing with tender blue eyes entered woodworth's office and calmly seated herself a glance at her portfolio impelled him to seek refuge in the cool brick vault of his neighbor across the passage parker who called himself a banker but the lady barred the way no he said desperately without waiting to be interrogated I don't want to subscribe for a history of the war, nor the lives of the candidates, nor picturesque anything. But, honored sir, replied the mild, simple, and rather simpering young person, I do not ask you to subscribe to anything, unless, indeed, you would honor me by taking a ticket. Ticket nothing, again interrupted Woodworth. I've no leisure for amusements. My time is all taken up by my profession and science. Ah, that is what drew me thither, beamed the beautiful girl. I perceive by your sign that you were a lawyer, and I have heard that you are a member, a prominent one, of the Psychical Research Society. In one or both capacities, I think you can do me an inestimable service woodworth touched at two vulnerable points unbent you see kind sir she continued i am a materialized spirit my manager mr shockton who has stopped at the hotel here is his card called me forth from the spirit world by mistake for martha washington with whom i was contemporaneous woodworth had noticed the antique style and courtly bearing of his visitor he delayed so long in endeavoring to correct his error she went on that instead of remaining in the misty indistinct form in which spirits are preferably presented i became as thoroughly substantial as when i was before on earth one hundred and forty-six years ago upon my word young lady or venerable dame the lawyer corrected with halting courtesy this is a very extraordinary statement do you not know that you render yourself liable for prosecution for obtaining money under false pretenses when you attempt to sell tickets on such a tale as that she smiled trustingly no sir i did not know that indeed i am only beginning to learn the strange things of your wonderful century but i like them very much though my familiarity with the distaff and spindle the needle and quill pen will no longer afford me a livelihood i have an ardent longing to learn the sewing machine or the typewriter and become a new woman i am most anxious to resume the life prematurely cut short in seventeen seventy in my eighteenth year when i died from what was erroneously diagnosed as quinsy I have reason to believe that had I been properly treated for diphtheria 
with an antitoxin serum, I should have lived to a good old age. What is to prevent you from doing so now? asked Woodworth, touched and interested immeasurably by his singular client. Because my master, for so I must call him, Mr. Shockton, who brought me from the other world, is determined to send me back. I hear that, from mercenary motives, he means to dematerialize me at his very next seance. Woodworth hurriedly thought of all the known legal processes, but neither habeas corpus, ne exet, nor any other writ with which he was familiar, seemed a remedy against the peculiar form of extradition proposed by Shockton. Putting on his hat, he exclaimed, you sit right there while I interview this tyrant, Miss Amy Allwright was my name before, she answered sweetly. Finding the spiritual manager in his improvised office at the hotel, the lawyer addressed him by name, saying, I warn you to desist from your persecution of my client, Miss Amy Allwright. She is perfectly satisfied with this mundane sphere as the reporters call it, and intends to remain here. I shall take steps to enjoin you from making her the subject of further experiment. Take a ticket, was Shockton's cordial response, thrusting out a card. One dollar, please. Seven-thirty this evening. We are going to dematerialize that chit this very night. And if it doesn't come off, call me all the liars you like. Next! one moment mr shockton said woolworth severely i understand you to say that you intend to dematerialize which i suppose means to disembody to cause to disappear into thin air evaporate vamoose answered the medium in a businesslike tone cause to disappear a person now living that my dear sir is murder wrong replied shockton who is this girl where does she hail from she has been dead one hundred and forty-six years can't kill a person twice you know what good is she anyhow she's way behind the times can't even sell a ticket to her own dematerialization then you are determined to dematerialize the lady again demanded woodworth somewhat demoralized sure Come and see for yourself. Take a ticket, and one for your wife. I shall certainly come, with the police. You insist on making this preposterous experiment? Fact. But tell you what I'll do. You may take the young woman, lock her up, do anything you like with her, and I'll bet you a cool hundred I'll dematerialize her all the same. Woodworth clutched at this proposition he began to see a way out the psychical research society was hastily summoned in special session and amy albright was introduced to president barker and the members her frankness and timidity convinced the most skeptical among them that she at least was innocent of collusion with the medium she appeared terribly to dread the threats of shockton Oh, gentlemen, she pleaded, put me underground, put me in some strong place where it will be impossible to get at me. 
I'm so tired of being a spirit. Don't let me be dematerialized again. Provided with a lunch from the hotel, wrapped in napkins, she was smuggled into Baker's Bank. It was dignified by that name in the village, and locked into its roomy old brick vault, and a committee signed an affidavit to that effect. Then all the psychical people attended Shockton's seance. It was very long and very mysterious. For two hours the audience, they could not be called spectators, sat in the darkness, listening to soft music and waiting for Amy Allwright to appear. At last there came a gentle tapping. Aha! exclaimed Shockton. She comes. Who goes there? The spirit of Miss Amy Allwright, who died of the Quincy in 1770. Are you in the flesh or in spirit? A spirit, alas! Oh, woe is me! There you are, gentlemen, said Shockton, switching on the light. Now produce your Amy, if you can. The audience, led by the Psychical Research Committee, trooped back to Barker's bank. Heavens! The man had won his bet. Amy had dematerialized after all. So had the contents of the bank. The only material evidence remaining of the guileless girl and her work were the crumbs of her luncheon, the napkins in which they had been wrapped, and a hotel table knife, snapped short off, which had served as a screwdriver. The big, old-style locks with their screws lay on the floor. The End of Dematerialization by C. Mason